Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm Joe McCollum with Gavin Timms. Hi, Gavin. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm excited. I'm doing awesome. On this video, guys, we're going to talk about the four major shifts that Gavin and I had to do in our mind mentally to start doing deals virtually. And you know, a lot of you guys know my story. A lot of you guys know Gavin, but I started doing deals full-time in 2009. What year did you start, Gavin? Uh, 2000, right at the end of, well, 2014, really. 2014. Yeah. So we've been doing deals ever since. And we, Gavin and I were just talking, we got about 60 grand in the books right now in wholesaling profits in this current calendar month that we're in right now, May, approximately 60 grand, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less, but we're actually doing deals. Gavin's leading that team. He's crushing it right now, <clears throat> mostly in Alabama. Is that right? Yeah. We just had one, actually, we, we just closed one in uh, Tallahassee as well. I forgot to add that. Ah. I got paid. It was 15,000 total. So I got half of that. And you're you're still working with one of our rock star coaching students, Melissa, who's yep. amazing, out of Mobile. No, no, uh, uh, Birmingham. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're just going to share with you on this video what we're doing right now, and and really quickly just share the major shifts that we had in our brain to so that we could figure out like, okay, we can actually do these deals virtually, right? And we started doing deals virtually, like for real. But all this is to lead you to we're doing starting June first, which is this coming Monday. We're doing a live five day virtual profits workshop. Where we're going to actually be showing you how to do these deals virtually like we're doing today, like I've been doing for the last 12 years. Okay. So if you want to sign up, it's free, literally free. Go to virtualprofitsworkshop.com. This is that uh, we created a new private Facebook group where all of we're going to be coming on live every day for a couple hours, teaching you a ton of stuff, answering a ton of questions. We, we've got um, case studies. We're going to be giving away a ton of prizes. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So go check it out right now, virtualprofitsworkshop.com. And so we have four major shifts. The first one for me, Gavin, was I was doing some wholesaling. I was doing some rehabbing, losing my shorts. I lost a ton of money on my rehab deals. It's like adult daycare. I can't understand it. I'm not good at it. I hate it. I tried short sales. I hate all of the process and the, you know, the paperwork involved with short sales. I used to do some subject twos. I didn't like, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it wasn't working for me at the time. On top of all that, the market was collapsing. So anyway, I was doing some wholesaling and I got tired a little bit of wholesaling. We still do it. Okay. I'm, I'm not knocking it. We still do wholesaling, but I found for me at the time, it was easier to do deals virtually as a lease option. Right. And I like the idea of a lease option. I didn't want to own any more property. And I like the idea that with a lease option, I can control a property without owning it. And so I was doing some wholesaling. That was great, but I was throwing away a ton of leads that didn't have any equity or the seller wasn't motivated enough. You know, if they had equity, they weren't willing to share any of it with me. And yeah. I had to go, I felt like I had to go see the house and build the rapport with them, you know, walk around the house with them for an hour, pretending that I'm interested in what's ever hanging on their wall. You know, and I'm not interested in any of that stuff, right? <laughs> right now I'm interested in golf, but like, so I wasn't interested and I didn't have the time. I had a family, kids at home. I was working 50, 60 hours a week in my job, but I found, you know what? I could actually do lease options pretty easy because I could give the seller whatever price they wanted. I didn't have to go see the house and you still don't have to go see the house as a wholesaler, but like in my mind, somehow I thought I did. Well, anyway, 
I started doing lease options and I started looking at the leads I was throwing away that didn't have any equity or they weren't motivated enough, but I knew I could do lease options on those. And so I thought, well, I could do lease options. And then I thought the big mind shift number one for me was why can't I wholesale lease option, right? I didn't invent the strategy, but I thought I never heard of anybody doing it before. And I thought, well, why can't I wholesale lease options? So in a regular wholesaling deal, you actually, you get a property under contract and you sell that contract or assign that contract or double close it, whatever, to another investor, to a cash buyer, to a landlord, to a rehabber, right? But in a wholesale lease option, you get a property with a seller under a lease option contract and you sell or assign that contract to a tenant buyer and you're out of the deal. And so I started doing that in 2008 and nine. And within about three months of doing it, I quit my job. I was making good money, 75, 80 grand a year because I was making more money doing that part-time than I was in my full-time job, just flipping lease options. So the major shift number one for me was asking a bigger question. Why can't I wholesale lease options, right? Yeah. And so shift number two, Gavin, why don't you take this one? It's about controlling the volume of leads. Why don't you talk about this? Yeah, this absolutely. Really Super important. So, you know, for me early on, um, I came into the business when I first made money was from follow-ups from somebody else's dead leads. So I thought, okay, everyone says people, you know, gurus or whatever in your courses are saying profit is in the follow-up. We teach it. We talk a lot about it. And that's the first way that I did. I did deals uh, from follow-up. So then I started to actually make money we started to do more marketing and what happened what happened was for me is that the lead volume got so heavy on the front side is that you stop following up because you're so we we teach right as well like new leads from direct mail or whatever it's coming in you have to get on the phone straight away so you're so focused on new leads coming in that you're not actually doing the back end of the follow-up when we know all the profits in the back end so it's all about controlling the lead so when i understood and we started cold calling that i could control the lead flow to make sure we have enough leads because you always need to be marketing but you don't want too many leads that then you're not following up so once you get this sequence of okay how many leads do we need on a daily basis to still get new volume coming in consistently, right? And then being able to follow up to close more deals. And once we got that and, under, and once I understood that, it was then a game changer because then I could go and operate in multiple markets using this system, controlling the lead flow, making sure the team understood the importance of follow-up, okay? And then we got more deals done. But it took me drowning in leads to understand we're not closing any more deals because we don't have the foundation built out enough. Obviously, more leads, you need more people on the phone, more offers, more sales. I completely agree. But if there's two of you and you have you know, 50 leads coming in a day, you, you can't do everything. So what you'll understand is controlling the volume, okay? Think of the funnel coming in or a tap, right? A faucet. When you turn it on, you can literally blast a market. If they're behind, they need leads, we can give it. If they get behind on, on new leads, we'll just drip a couple in a day. You know, I work with a guy in Florida, literally wants two leads a day. He's a broker, does a lot of business. We just closed one with him and it, we just control that lead flow because there's no point me putting more marketing dollars in if the team can't handle it. So once we did this and understood it, we could then go and, and do this and repeat it in multiple markets. So, and, and everyone needs to understand that is that people are so busy on lead generation and it is very important, but too much of it will kill your business. Yeah, very good. Okay. You like this banner that we got scrolling around yes. the bottom? Love <laughs> it. Pretty cool. All right. So major shift number one was why can't I wholesale lease options? Number two, can I can actually control the volume of leads that are coming in. Is that a good way to summarize it? 
Gavin? Yes. All right. My sh- second, my third shift, the third shift we're going to talk about for me was I'm doing this, I'm doing all this work. I'm super busy, right? And I I heard a friend ask one time, he was talking to somebody, he said, why don't you just list out everything you want to do and ask yourself this simple question, how can I do none of this? And so I, I thought, what? That, that for some reason, that just blew up in my brain. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm looking at all the stuff I got to do. And I did. I listed all the steps in a deal from beginning to end. And I asked myself a real simple question, how can I do none of this, right? And then I started thinking about, all right, well, I need systems. I need people in place. I need processes and stuff like this. So I started looking, for example, in my lease options business, I was working full-time job and I was the one doing all the marketing and I got bogged down in doing the marketing. And then I got a lot of leads and I got busy and I'm talking to sellers and making offers. And I stopped my marketing because I couldn't keep up with it. Similar to what Gavin was just saying. And then all of a sudden I do a deal. I make some money and I turn around and my pipeline is empty. I got no new leads coming in. Right. And now I'm freaking out. So I went through this vicious up and down roller coaster of making a lot of money and then being flat broke and making a lot of money, make flat broke. So I realized I need to get my marketing done for me in spite of me, right? So then I hired a virtual assistant to do my marketing for me. I said, I tried to time block it. I tried to do it myself and just wasn't getting done. So then I have the VA doing a bunch of marketing for me. The next problem I had then was I had too many leads coming in. I couldn't handle all the volume. So I hired a friend who was good at sales. I said, hey, listen, I'll give you 30% of the profits on the deal if you take the deal and then you work the lead, I mean, and get it under contract. And so great. All of a sudden, I got a VA now doing the marketing, give me a lot of leads. I have a friend handling all the leads. I'm still working a full-time job and he's getting properties under contract. Well, the next problem is now I have too many contracts and I can't sell the deals. I'm too busy. So I think, well, who can? how can I do none of this? How can I get someone else to do this? So then I hired, guess what? A leasing agent or a realtor to then fill my lease option properties. And pretty soon now I had a VA doing my marketing, friend taking all the calls, managing the leads for me and get them under contract and then a realtor selling them. And I wasn't doing anything, doing two to three, four deals a month without doing any of the steps. Fast forward a few years in 2012, 2013, I'm doing a ton of marketing, getting a lot of leads. And I'm, I decided I'm going to hire an acquisitions manager, right? Because then he can do a lot of the work. And so pretty soon though, we got to a point where I'm still working hard. I'm still only netting 40, 50% of the deal. And I'm working really hard. I'm answering a ton of questions. I'm making trips to the title company. I'm writing checks. You know, I'm dealing with all the problems because every deal has problems that comes up. Title issue or whatever. I'm getting these frantic calls from buyers and sellers. Like, what's, And I got so sick and I wanted to start traveling, which is my third shift that I'm going to be talking about in a minute or fourth, whatever. And so I thought, how can I do none of this? And I sat down and went through that process again. And I wrote Mm -hmm. down all the steps. Well, marketing. All right. I can get a mail house, a mail company to do the marketing. Answering the phones live. Well, I got a VA with really, really good English. I paid her about seven bucks an hour to answer all the calls live. 40, 50 hours a week, she answered calls live. Then I've partnered, I started partnering with local wholesalers that would take these pre-screen motivated seller leads, get them under contract. They would do all the work of flipping them and selling them to their buyers. And I could start wholesaling deals virtually without really much any of my involvement. And I still, at the end of the day, was making the same net profit, but I did it by just hiring other people to do the things that I couldn't do or I didn't want to do, right? Yep. Which leads me to, and do you want to add anything to that real quick? Yeah, thing? yeah, actually I do. It's really important what you said regarding earlier in, in, in this about doing it, you know, doing it all yourself and, and outsourcing because it was huge for me. I, I realized again early on that all the money was made on the phone, okay? So I came in straight into coaching. So I wasn't, I don't relate, if I'm honest, with like all the courses that people buy and the webinars and everything. I didn't do that. I went straight into coaching. Didn't know, never picked up a book, 
I mean, it was literally, I didn't know anything because I come from a coaching background. So I see the importance of it. So I was like, I need my questions. I need to go to somebody. And, and in that course, the wholesaling course was the virtual one that I went in. It made so much sense that when I was going through this, that if I could focus on the thing that I was good at, which is talking, right? If I'm not on that phone, I'm not making money. So I was getting very frustrated trying to get offers out, very frustrated with marketing and a CRM. And, and I even went to like pen and paper and the lead sheets and started i tried to remove everything if i wasn't on the phone i wasn't making money mm -hmm. and that's how i started you know to make money so i think what i'm trying to get at here is that you don't have to wear all hats in the business you have to pick the one that you want and that you are good at right don't outsource the thing that you're the best at outsource your weaknesses first and then the last thing to go is the thing that, that you are the best at. And the, for me, working with Melissa was the light bulb went off. She said one thing to me that, and I'd coached a lot of people and I was like, okay, you understand this. And all she said was, I'm going to keep what she said. This is good. Yeah. So we're on a coaching call. And I said, how's it going? She said, yeah, it's going good. I just got off the phone with a seller. I said, oh, how did the call go? He said, it was good. He's not interested in selling, but I'm going to keep calling him until he sells this property to me. And I was like, what? What? He said, I'm just going to keep calling until he says, yeah. So we wrapped the call up and then like it's going on in my head. I was like, no one says that. Like, that's what I say. Like, no one says that but me. <laughs> so then I call her back and I said, look, I've got this random thought. Like, what about if we start doing deals together? Because I was still pounding the phone at this point, And I knew that, you know, that you're only as no one's as good as you. Internally, no one is good as you on the phone, right? That's just a self-belief. That's not an arrogance. I don't go around saying that. But when I... Melissa, I was like, you know what? Like, maybe this is the person where I can offload. And that's when we started to go fully offload in automation. That was the last thing for me to outsource. I had the VAs and systems, I had everything running on autopilot. And I was just the one on the phone. Yeah. And, and I think that's what everyone's got to do listening to this is find out where you are, outsource your weaknesses. Don't fix your weaknesses, sense. outsource them. Yes. Oh, bam. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> So, so important. And, you know, we've been doing deals now with Melissa for how many years? Three, three how, years. And if you could count all the deals, what would you say on oh, average yeah. over those last three years? I don't know. I mean, we've been doing you know, 50, for, I don't know, so over a hundred. And yeah, these deals that we're doing, do you go see the house? Absolutely not. Do you, do you talk to the sellers? Absolutely not. So we're no. doing a lot of cold calling. Who's calling? Who's actually doing the calling? We have VAs in the Philippines for Virtual five bucks an hour. Virtual assistants in the Philippines, we're paying them five bucks an hour and they're doing these calls. Yep. Pre screen them, they come in. Melissa um, isn't even going to the house, is she? Not anymore. No, no. <laughs> and, and it's really important as well. I'm going to say this and we're going to come on to the travel, so I won't go too early into this. But there's something to be said when you travel. And Melissa got her to see this as well. Yeah. Is that when you travel, you prioritize your day. Yeah. Okay. I make the most money in the business today when I travel. Okay, because the two hours that I have to spend on the business are the high dollar an hour activities, the thing I have to get done. And I had my biggest month ever oh, yeah. was when I was in the RV, which we're going to come to in eight weeks. What was my biggest month ever that year? And I was working a couple of hours a day because the quality of my work was high. 
I'm in lockdown right now. I'm working 12 hours a day. And I'm going to be honest, doing a lot of nothing, if I'm honest, <laughs> like thinking about doing things, not getting anything done, it seems. Well, um, you, need to, you need to get a new golf club membership somewhere. Again. Exactly. Let's play golf together. It looks like we've swapped roles yeah. here. <laughs> I've, I've been in the last month, I've been, I can't play enough golf. <laughs> and Gavin is a former golf professional coach. Or still yeah. is a golfer. You still have your um, ticket. I have my card. card yeah, card. keep it up. Yeah. All right. So big shift number one. Why can't I wholesale lease options? Big shift number two is how do you control the volume of leads so you can stay in control of the volume? And big shift number three was how can I do none of this? All right. And we're still doing deals today. The big shift related to all of this. And by the way, we're going to spend a lot more time talking about this in the five-day virtual profits workshop. It's a free workshop we are doing that starts June 1st, starts Monday. All right. And you can go right now to virtualprofitsworkshop.com to check it out. No strings attached. It is absolutely free. We're going to be getting live on Facebook. Uh, all of the videos will be recorded. So if you miss one, you can come back. But we're going to be giving away tons of prizes and teaching you things and giving you homework. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to learn how to do virtual deals, just like we're talking about here. All right. Fourth big shift. And we're almost done. If I can do this here, why can't I do it anywhere? Right. My wife and I, when we got married in 98, I was still going to school in Iowa State University and we decided, let's go to Prague. Let's go to the Czech Republic and do a student exchange program there for five months. And so we been married about a week. I was a junior or senior in college and I was 23 or 24 years old. And uh, we went to Prague, fell in love with Prague. We loved Europe. We traveled all around. We had we didn't have two pennies to rub together. I mean, there was like, we would go to the grocery store for the Potrovini and buy some bread and some peanut butter and cheese. And that was like all our food for the entire week. That was like how poor, but we didn't know, man. We didn't care. We, we just had a blast. We had so much fun. Well, anyway, come back home to the States, get married, have kids, four kids. And we are like, why, you know, and this is when I'm still working my full-time job. And we're thinking, I'm thinking like, I don't want to wait until I'm retired and 65, 75 years old to go travel around the world. Uh, I, and I don't want to wait till my kids are gone. I want to go see the world now with them. And so we actually decided let's create a business. You know, what we did is we created a vision for our life and then built a business around that. So many of us have it backwards, right? We have our business, our job first in the center, and then we build our life in around that just kind of fits in. We reversed it and said, let's, let's create a vision for our life. What do we want to do? We want to travel around the world. We want to travel around in an RV and let's design a business that supports that. So I started doing these deals thinking, and I remember the last deal I went to go meet with the seller. And this is when I said, never again. I drove about 15, 20 minutes, not that far, met with the seller for about an hour, thought it was a smoking hot deal, tons of equity, needed a lot of work. And when it came time to actually finally spending an hour with them, building rapport, all that stuff you're supposed to do. They were here and I was way down here. I mean, like they wanted 150,000 for their house and it was worth maybe 160, okay? I wasn't gonna pay more than like 50 or 60,000 for it. And we were so far apart. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was really weird and awkward. And like, we went from being really good friends to all of a sudden, like, I hate you, get out of my house. You, you know, blankety, blankety, blank. <laughs> and I thought, never again. Like, this is so stupid. I wasted so much time. And so that was a real big lesson for me. And I thought, you know what? And then we started doing deals just over the phone. I thought, why can't I do this from an RV, from a cafe in Prague, from the beach in Spain, from a uh, chateau in Southern France? Why can't I do deals from there? And guess what? I did. I have that t-shirt. You know, I've been there, done that. And it's amazing. There is no difference in doing deals across the, the 
Atlantic. Yes, across the Atlantic or down in South America, wherever you can do deals from anywhere. And it's amazing. And then, so so since then, I've been to Europe uh, two times for two to three months at a time with my wife and our four kids. And then we also took a three-month RV trip a couple, three years ago, went to like 10 different national parks and did deals. And just like you were saying, Gavin, I did more deals during that time because I, I only could work two to three or four hours a day at the most. Either I didn't have internet connection or because of the time difference, you know, being in Europe and stuff like that. And so when I was working, man, I was super hyper-focused on my highest revenue generating activities. And Gavin, you've done a lot of traveling as well yourself, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it is, it's just key. Uh, you cannot create a job, right? That You can't come into this business, again, with your vision. Unless your vision is to create a job, then that's fine. If you want to be in the truck driving around, going in houses, that that's your thing, then great, go and do it. But a lot of people, when they go virtually, is, I want to do this from anywhere. I want to work. Well, you have to have the vision first and you create things around it. And the big thing is when I started doing deals in Phoenix is I used to live in Phoenix, but I'd never go to the house because I knew that if I needed to go on a plane back to back home to England, you know, if something happened to the family or I needed to go, the business needed to run. And that's how I did it. You have to stay disciplined when you're virtual. You can do virtual not only in another state, you can do virtually in your own market, but don't yeah, be going running out to houses. Don't be going putting lock boxes on. Don't be going and getting pictures because someone else, oh, it's just, I could go and do. Because if you do it once, you'll do it twice, three times, 20 times. Before you know it, now you're on full dispo. You're seeing every house and you're going backwards. So you have to stay disciplined if you do it in your own market, if you truly want to go virtual. And here's the thing. The biggest thing that I can tell anyone when you go virtual is if you're not going to see the house, if you're not physically going to walk into the property, right, then you can be virtual. And that's the biggest thing to overcome. If your presence is not needed in that house, then you're now virtual. It doesn't matter if it's down the street, if it's next door, or if it's across the United States, it's exactly the same thing. If you're not needed in the building, then you can be virtual. And then you just set things up with systems and teams around you. And when we say systems and teams, we're talking about affordable things that still make money and profit, right? We're not talking about massive overhead and getting offices and having 40 staff. We're not saying that. You can do this on a, on a realistic budget to make money and then expand. And you can make as much... We could go in, people say to me, why don't you go and do more markets. I don't want to deal with more people. That's not the vision. The vision is not to be in 20 markets and have 20 different wholesalers and have all these VAs. I don't want that. That's not part of the vision. So you have to stick to what you are and what you what your why is and what you're trying to achieve. This is so good. I'm looking at the comments here and people are just echoing what we're saying. It's about don't not asking how, but asking who, right? Yeah. So many people get stuck in the how. Like, how do I do this? I have to learn how to do all of this. Instead, ask who. So that that's so important. There's something else that somebody said here that was really, really good. You know, mainly just, again, outsourcing. Don't fix your weaknesses. Outsource them. Create your life around your vision. I love these comments that I'm seeing people put in here. This is awesome. All right. So again, the four major shifts, at least four, minimum. In fact, as we were going through this, I was writing down a bunch more. But if we do this video again, I'm going to share. Number one, when I asked myself, why can't I wholesale lease option? All right. Think about how you can offer creative deals, creative offers to sellers and flip those creative offers. Number two, control the volume of leads. You need to learn how to control the volumes of incoming leads. Then number three, how can I do none of this? Another way to put that is don't ask how, ask who can do this for me. Or another even way is stop fixing your weaknesses, outsource them, 
instead. And then number four was, if I can do this here, why can't I do it anywhere? And so yep. both Gavin and I have taken extensive trips and actually found that we did more deals when we constrained ourselves to only working an actual, you know, two to three or four hours a day. Even when you do work a full eight or 10 hour day, you're really only productive about three hours yep. of that day, right? Yep. So I'm excited about this. This is going to be a killer workshop. Again, it's a five-day virtual workshop. <clears throat> it starts Monday, June 1st. Go to virtualprofitsworkshop.com, virtualprofitsworkshop.com and check it out. Now, even if you listening to this after June 1st, the videos will be there in the Facebook group for only that week. When that week is over, uh, we're closing it. So check it out. I'm excited about this. Thank you, Gavin, everybody. I appreciate you guys. And uh, yep. we'll see you later. Again, go to virtualprofitsworkshop.com. I'm excited. We're going to be going live every day, giving away a ton of free stuff. Can I tell them, Gavin, what I'm going to give away? As one give of the prizes? One of them. You can tell them one. All right. I'm going to give one of the things I'm going to give away is a segue. I'm going to give us, you know, like the little segue you see me do on the videos. Yeah. Um, I can't get my kids off of it now. They're all on it all the time, but I'm going to give away a segue to somebody. Um, so what we're doing is just to encourage participation and questions and you doing your homework and being active in the group. We're going to pick people to give away prizes to. And one of them is going to be a really cool segue. Yeah. And it's free. Segue. Not and one it's of free. Them. For free. We're giving it away. And the whole class is free. free. Right? That's what I mean. The class okay. is free. <laughs> class is free. Go check it out. Virtual Profits Workshop. We will see you guys later. Take care, everybody.